Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to the Food for Thought podcast, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz. And today, uh, we have a big uh, podcast because right now we're living in a society where there's so much political division that's happening right now in our society. And it's crazy because everybody believes that you need, uh, you know, one spectrum over the other, right? It's either all light, all darkness. So depending on what side you're on, you look at it and you say, they're all complete darkness, we're the complete light, meaning that you have all the answers, you're completely enlightened, and that you know exactly what's going on in your society, and you think that you have all the fixes, you have all the right medicines, you have all the right diagnosis and everything. Now, this is very difficult because, see, here's the situation that's happening right now. Right now, you have uh, you have your chaos and your order. You have your your conservatives, your liberals, and in some ways, you need a perfect balance of both. And I've always said this: I believe that you need man and woman. You need darkness and light. You need a, a perfect balance of absolutely everything because one without the other cannot coexist, and one without the other does not allow you to appreciate the other. So this is very important. Now, we're going to be doing right now an explanation on how each one of these uh, news sites because right now everybody walks around and they all think that they have the right news site and they all say Fox News, ABC News, MSNBC, uh, everybody else is just garbage, right? You have your um, OAN, right, network. You have your Cheddar News. Now, mind you, a lot of these are full-blown liberals. I'm not going to sit here and act like they're not. A majority of them are. Now we're living in a society where I'd say maybe nine out of 10 are just, you know, propaganda in your face trying to get this one way of thinking. Now, I want to jump back to one in particular because you have, everybody thinks that you know, this is my side and these directors are working for me, right? And you say the news network and everything, they give my view, which is a dangerous thing to look at because if you uh, watch this documentary on Netflix, I forgot what the name of the documentary is called, but uh, it's pretty much explaining how each one of the major uh, presidents, software engineers that created every single one of these apps, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these different things, which I think are terrible. I think if you're on these things, you should find a way to let it go, um, especially TikTok. TikTok is terrible. I don't know if you know, but TikTok, TikTok they don't, actually don't let the Chinese people get onto TikTok. They actually keep it away from their people because TikTok is such a dangerous thing. If you're on TikTok, you, you need to get off of it completely because TikTok, it's mindless watching, right? All you're doing is uh, entering uh, into 30-second videos that shorten your attention pan, attention span and make you stupider one second after another. Um, and it's very dangerous. Same thing with Instagram. All it's doing, it's making you desensitize the beauty of humanity, right? Whether it's man or woman, regardless of the situation, each person who posts on Instagram is just looking all for their complete affection. It's always me, 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 forget about the other. And uh, the more you're looking at these different things, whether it be man or the woman, you're constantly focusing, you're getting this you know, excitement, right? And naturally our brain always needs to normalize itself, right? Because if uh, there's 
fearful moments in your life where you go into the darkness, you your body needs to normalize and understand, okay, well, it's not that dangerous. It's not that bad. So in turn, you begin to desensitize yourself. This is natural. The human body needs to do this. I'll give you an example. If you were fed, right, you got kicked out of the city walls when you lived inside of this beautiful city back in, you know, 1800 BC, if you left the city gates, you were off somewhere new, right? Crossing from one city wall to the next city wall. And as you were crossing over, you were left to fend for yourself, right? Against wolves, bears, diseases. You probably eat the wrong berries and die and eat leaves. Who knows what kind of garbage you'd probably eat back in the day, crickets or caterpillars, who knows what. But anyways, but you'd freak out. That's why when you go to sleep at night, I had done a podcast about this, about sleeping, right? And the importance of dreaming. Because when you when you would enter into a new place, your brain would be in a fearful state. And because you were in a fearful state, you wouldn't be able to enter into the last stage of the REM sleep. And this was something that's very important. Because you'd be so freaked out. You'd have such a fear. Now, living in that place long enough, getting to know it well enough, and eventually you see that it's not as bad as what you thought it was, eventually your brain begins to desensitize itself from that fear, and it begins to normalize itself. This is the way that the brain works. You can speak to most neurochemists, and they'll explain deeper the science behind this. Now, this is what happens when you get on Instagram. You begin to desensitize yourself from a lot of these different things. And next thing you know, you need more, 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 and more. Now, with TikTok, it gets the same way. You're watching these videos that are 30-second videos. They make you stupider. They make you dumber constantly. I always tell a lot of the young guys that walk into the shop, I kind of give them this challenge. And very few, I think I've only met one young boy that kind of completed the challenge. But still, he never went below a three-hour mark. But... Everybody pretty much is, they get to the point where, you know, they, they're watching 10, 9, 8 hours, and they're doing is flicking, 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 video after video, video after video, and they can't even sit there and watch the full span of videos, right? So if the video is 15 minutes long, they're skipping through different parts. Mind you, I still have difficulties with, moment, with stuff like this, too. I'm not saying that I don't, but you have these young boys that can barely sit through 30 minutes, Right? Some of these boys can't even sit through 30 seconds. Notice when, if you do have a TikTok, just pay attention to yourself or the YouTube shorts. You flick through these YouTube shorts like nobody's business. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, and it happens so fast, so instantaneously because you've desensitized yourself. I mean, I could probably sit on TikTok and watch just like dumb videos because maybe because I've blocked myself from so many times of not sitting through and watching a lot of these videos that the stupidest thing will interest me like a puppy, you know, taking crap, you know, that's besides the point. But what I'm saying is, is that we've, we've gotten ourselves normalized to these massive dopamine hits inside of our brain. And TikTok does this. They did, whoever created the app, they made it so perfect because you're just flicking one after another, one after another. The YouTube shorts too. YouTube saw that TikTok was beating them and they needed to create something to be able to keep up with TikTok because it was just taking over. And you see this. You see all these small little YouTube shorts where you just flick, 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 and you're there for endless amounts of hours. Next thing you know, three hours have gone by and you didn't even notice that you flicked that long. Many of you have had this situation back in the day but when YouTube first got big. I mean, I had this scenario where I was just sitting through YouTube 
And I would literally sit on the bathroom before I had my whole phone like blocked because I don't have anything. I blocked out YouTube, uh, every Instagram, every type of social media completely blocked out. I can't get on any games. I don't have no games on my phone. All I can do is really is pay bills, text message, phone calls, uh, and check my bank account. Maybe I have like a guitar tuner app, but there's nothing really that I can do for fun there. And it's pretty much just to get the job done. What it is? What do I need next to get the job done? So I would sit back in the day before I had done this, and I would sit on the toilet. And when I would sit on the toilet, I remember that I would sit there for long periods of time. I mean, just video after video after video after video. And next thing I know, I'd be taking, you know, number two, dropping a number two. And then, I mean, it would be a half hour to 45 minutes. I mean, you don't need that long to go to the bathroom. But yet we would sit there for that long period of time, just one thing after another, one thing after another. So you see, it just really makes you dumber. But anyways, now what am I saying? Everything is being controlled by something greater, something superior. And we all think that this is our side. We all say, this is my side. This is what I uh, fight for. This is what I'm doing, right? To be able to gain, you know, I this is my power source where that tells me the news that I want to hear that sides with me. And a lot of these software engineers, they explain how they were noticing that these artificial intelligence that they created, and a lot of us are seeing what's happening with artificial intelligence, chat GPT. Uh, you have that new jigsaw that Google created that it's there to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to conform you to, to that you may be able to tell the difference between truth and lies, which is terrible because who's the one who dictates what truth is? We've already seen how terrible of a disaster that's becoming throughout Twitter and Facebook and these fact checkers, right, that exist and how dangerous this has been, how wrong they've been so far. So they, these software engineers were explaining how dangerous this artificial intelligence is. And they say, listen, like it, all it does is give you what you want to keep seeing. So if you want to keep seeing your right wing mentality, the algorithm is going to learn because all it cares about is that you watch it constantly over and over and over and over and over and over. Because the longer you watch it, the more you watch it, the more ads they can put in, the more ads they put in, the more money comes in. And then that means the more money they make off of you, off of your attention, off of the data that's collected, off of the things that you watch. So the more they can feed you what you want, the better it is. Now, these people don't care, right? So, you know, you if you're the generation or somebody who looks over and says, oh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all these different things, and you only watch Fox News or you only watch MSNBC, or you only watch ABC, you're just the same way. You're no different than any of these people. Now, back to all this stuff. Now, you look at Fox News, and you look at ABC, MSNBC, you know, you have CNN. CNN probably being one of the worst ones of all, because they're just constantly being caught in lie after lies, lawsuit after lawsuit, loss after loss. I mean, it's ridiculous. But you see this with, you know, you have Fox News, and, you know, what? what's one good example that you see with Fox News? Because this is one thing that showed me the first time that I was like, Fox News, MSNBC, ABC, everybody is all in the same pool. <clears throat> There's somebody bigger behind them, guiding them, telling them the decisions that they need to make, the things that they need to do. Now, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but you see this. You see how Fox 
when the presidential elections were uh, Trump and Biden, right? When they were doing uh, these votes, right? Everyone knew. Now that we know, now that we know that there was some cheating going on, this is this is not something like, oh, was it happening? Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't happening. You know, there's many things that have come out now. If you haven't heard of 2,000 Mules, I mean, they explain very in detail. Uh, you should listen to the 2,000 Mules and watch this. But it's it explains very in detail how the elections were happening, right? They have people because wherever there was these ballot boxes where you could drop off your ballots, there were some places that had cameras. Now, we have for you to be able to kind of locate somebody through GPS. So they can ping where your cell phone is at and they can follow where your cell phone's at. This is how they catch a lot of murders. You know, sometimes when a murder happens and then you see his phone ping off out in Minnesota and the guy lives all the way out in, I don't know, Chicago, Illinois, right? They say, okay, he committed a murder. And then one day he randomly drove out to Minnesota and then he was there for 10 hours, and then all of a sudden he came back to Chicago, Illinois. Well, what do you think the detective thinks? What are we all thinking? We're all thinking that this guy went out, grabbed the dead body after he murdered it, wrapped it up, put it inside of a car, and then drove off to Minnesota, buried the body there, and then came back. So there was no way for them to be able to find out, right? Now, there was no cameras. There was nothing that caught him. But what is the one thing that catches him? Some, And this has happened in multiple scenarios where the phone pings in a certain spot and they can locate exactly where it's at, get there. And this has happened multiple times where they check, they look around, they find some soil that's been dug up and then kind of replaced again. And then they say, that's where the dead body is. They go, they check. And what do you know? The murder is caught red-handed with the body right there. So how is it that they do this? Through GPS locations, through cell phone towers that'll ping that tell exactly where your location's at. So now, what scenario are we in right now? With these ballot boxes, they found that these people that were going in, because you would see in videos, it's, I mean, it's clear as day, you know, they have video footage, right? You, you, people dropping in ballot boxes, ballots inside of the ballot box, and as they, were, they drop in the ballots, you see that they don't know, they, they, they can't fit enough in there, right? So what happens? Some of them fall out, they pick up the ones that fall out, and then they dump some more in. So what happens? They look over and they see the license plates on these uh, on these people who are harvesting ballot boats, right? They were collecting all these ballots, supposedly, that they were, you know, from all these people. And what were they doing? If they were honest people, and if there was no cheating happening, what would they have done? They would have just taken all of those ballots and put them all inside of one box. Why did they need to go around from box to box to box to box to box to box? Now, they were able to geolocate them through their cell phone that was being pinged. And guess where it was being pinged every time that it made a full, complete stop? It was being pinged exactly in the places where these ballot boxes were being held. So think about this. I mean, what I'm trying to say is the cheating was happening. I mean, there's people who were um, who were sitting there and they're saying, no, 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 the cheating never happened. Cheating happens every year, right? Because dead people, I mean, this is something, this is not something we should normalize. We shouldn't look at this and say, it happens every year. It's okay. Just get over it. It'll be fine. No, no, no. This cheating happened 
a lot more this year and it happened a lot more with the ballots that were going through in the ballot harvesting, right? These guys who are holding guys and girls, right? I don't want to be a sexist or misogynist, right? Because if you blame one of the guys, you know, who knows what they call you nowadays. But anyways, but you see that all these people were holding all of these ballots, right? To, to, to put them inside of these ballot boxes. So the cheating was happening. It's not an and, if, or, but. And I believe that these big companies did know about a lot of this stuff that was happening. They're not fools. And a lot of you to think that they didn't know if something was happening or not. They knew it. Now, how do you really know? And how do you know that all these people are in cahoots, right? They're all working together. They're all making this happen. Because there was one big state that was being fought for. Now, what was the state that was being fought for? What was the state that everybody was like, you know, they're battleground states, right? Everybody knew Florida, the battleground state, right? There was Arizona, battleground state, Pennsylvania, or Pennsylvania, a battleground state. Now, Arnon Mishkin, that's his name. He's one of the executive directors of Fox. Now, if you don't know this, do you know who's the one who calls the winner of the presidential elections? The one who calls the winner is always the news. And the reason why that happens is because there was no way back in history, right, when they first, when they were doing all of these uh, elections that were happening in the 15, you know, in, in, in the United States when it first started off, right, in the first few states that decided to, you know, come together and make the United States there was no way for them to really be able to pass the voice, right? They didn't have TV like we have it now. They didn't have some way to say, hey, listen, like, you know, or for each state to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. No, what they had was is they had people, representatives of each one of the newspaper in each one of the different places, or they had people that were connected, right, to these different states. And they would listen in what was happening and they would say, oh, okay, Arizona won. Okay. So they would print the next morning or two days later, they would say, hey, this is the winner in all these states. In, in this state, this president, this candidate won. In this state, this candidate won. This state, overall, with all the votes put together, this is the president that won the election, point blank. So it's always been the, it's always been the newspaper that always decides who wins the elections. You have to understand this. It's always the president. It's always the newspaper's it's always the media that decides this. And then the one who is uh, the candidate, he decides, okay, I'm going to concede or I'm going, I'm going to ask for a recount. I don't trust this. I don't believe this that this is happening. I'm going to ask for a recount and I'm going to have one of my representatives there. I'm going to shoot down there myself and I'm going to watch exactly what's happening. You'd be surprised because sometimes when those recounts happen, it does flip and it has happened in the past. So my point is, is that the media is always the one that decides who the winner is. So this is why we watch Fox News, CNN, ABC, MSNBC. You notice how they all always have the same exact numbers, more or less being said, because the people are being are telling them what's happening. Now, it's interesting because Arizona was one of the deciding states. And this was such a key battleground. And when the moment came along, they all sat there and they were all scared to call Arizona. 
because I believe that all of the media and all the different news did know who exactly, what exactly was happening. They knew that the cheating was going down no matter what. They knew that there was going to be massive scandals. This was going to come out. So nobody wanted to be the first one, right? Arnon Minshkin was the fool who decided to make this call because nobody's talking about ABC. Nobody's talking about CNN. They all knew what was going to happen. They knew whoever was the first one to call Arizona. They knew that that person was going to be the one that was going to be talked about forever. That news station was going to be the one that was talked about forever to always be known as the media, the newspaper, the the me, the the one the one network that called that this was the deciding factor because Arizona was the was the deciding factor to a lot of this. They were the first ones to say this. And guess what? Google it. Just put you know, uh, who called the presidential election. And watch how Arnon Minshkin from Fox News calls it. Even the host, if you watch on Fox when that day was called, the host looks over and he goes, are you sure? Because the host was so shocked that this has happened. Both of the hosts, you see it in their face and they even ask. And Arnon even gets a little bit insulted. He goes, yes, like, of course, of course, like, of course it was. You know, they ask him again later on. And if you noticed on that day, he was... At first, he got a little bit like flustered. At first, he was like a little bit nervous. Later on, he got flustered, right? And you see this. Why does this happen? This all happens because everybody is in cahoots. Everybody is working all together on this. You have ABC, MSNBC, CNN, Fox. All of them were waiting because nobody wanted to be known as the person or the network that called the election the wrong way. Because when all this was going to come out, which I think they believe they knew this was all going to come out, they were like, we don't want to be the ones. This is such a scary scenario. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody's ever cheated like this. And guess where a lot of these this uh, cheating was happening? Arizona. And they knew a lot of this was going to happen. They weren't fools to a lot of these things. So what ended up happening? As soon as that moment came, Arnon Mishkin, Arnon Mishkin, Mishkin, I think it is. He ends up making that call for Arizona, and now he is forever known. You Google who called the elections. Arnon Mishkin is one of the first people that pops up. Now you say to yourself, that doesn't make sense. They're all their, prop they're all their own entities. They're all their own networks. Why would they all be working together when they all have opposite views? Because you know what? The truth is, is that, you know, whether you believe right now, because we're living in a world where Satan is like this crazy thing. Everybody believes that Satan is like this super cool thing, right? You have, you know, Satan, you know, uh, a lot of these people that have uh, spoken about, uh, I forgot what this rapper is because I don't listen to him. But um, many people in the barbershop were speaking about him, even in churches, they were talking about this thing. Uh, Lil Nas X, right? They were speaking about how he was like, uh, twerking on the devil and all this different things. And then you have, uh, um, I forgot who it was that they were telling me in the barbershop that they had redone the image of of the Last Supper and some famous celebrity had made it all demonic and now this Last Supper was all crazy, right? And then you also have, you know, just everywhere where people are getting tattoos of demonic things. Everybody's like, cool, 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 yeah, whatever, and this is something normalized. I don't understand this. I don't understand what's happening in our society. I mean, even if, even if, let's let's take a quick pause right here. Let's say that you're an atheist. Let's let's forget. Let's just put aside God right now. 
Let's put aside the fact that there could possibly be some evil spirit out in the world, right? Let's forget that there's an alternate like realm that exists, some other dimension. Let's just say that you believe Mother Earth, that's it. You die, done, and your energy goes into the world, and that's it. You're done. Okay. If Satan is the representation of evil, the representation of all lies, then that means that God is the representation of all that's good and all that's truthful. Why in the hell would we ever normalize us looking at Satan and saying to ourselves, yeah, you know what? Like, let's side with him. Let's look at him and let's go. Let's be on his side. Let's make this cool to be evil, to be wrong, to be stupid, to be dumb, and to lie. Like, in what world are we living in where this is becoming such a normalized thing? This is crazy. This is why, I mean, geez, like, this this is just going to turn our world upside down into complete, complete chaos if you're not seeing it happening already. But you see this, right? You see that, that Satan is becoming a popular thing. Now, if you know just a little bit of the story of, of, of Satan, what it is, is that he was an angel. And Satan, being an angel, eventually, uh, uh, his name was Lucifer as the, as the angel of light, right? Lucifer, right? Lucifer. So, which Luce means light, right? So, Lucifer, eventually, as the angel name, gets thrown down into hell. And he becomes Satan. And all of Satan's actions are diabolical, right? So if all of Satan's actions are diabolical, the, the word diabolical comes from the word diaboline, which means to tear apart, to separate. Now, what is the opposite of, of diaboline? Is symboline, which means to unify. And this is what God wants is love and unity, right? So you see this constantly with Satan. The way that Satan wins, I want you to understand this. The way that he wins is if he creates division, separation. And this is seen in the movie, the Marvel, the Avengers of Civil War. If you watch the movie Civil War, Civil War is really good. I've always liked the the Marvel movies. Um, What's this guy's name? The writer. Um, I forgot what his name is off the top of my head right now. But, But the writer... My gosh, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to be able to get kind of get past this. But but the writer, he does such a great job explaining the philosophies behind our world. And it's interesting because he read a lot of philosophies and a, a lot of philosophical books. And if you see in the movie Civil War, what happens when this uh, German guy, if I'm not mistaken, this German guy comes along and he is so mad what has happened to his children, right? To his child, to his wife, to his family that was murdered because the Avengers dropped the city and then, you know, the the this the city dropping pretty much created a complete like uh an explosion that happened that that destroyed the whole city and people ended up dying, right? So anyways, so he wants to get back at the Avengers for everything that has happened. Now, how does he do it? He knows that he cannot he knows that he cannot throw a bomb or kill one of them. Because if he kills one of them, they come back stronger. He only makes them stronger. He only, I mean, it's in the name, Avengers, right? They avenge, right? So what do they do? They come back and they find a way to get back at this uh, malignant human being that's created all this problem. So what is it that begins to happen? 
he wants to tear them from the inside. He makes uh, Iron Man find out that Captain America's best friend was the one who murdered Iron Man's mother. And because Captain America is willing to defend his best friend till the end of time, because his best friend defended him when he was younger, what does Captain America do? He sides with his friend and Iron Man says, get away from me. You're not my friend. It creates a hatred between Captain America and Iron Man. Now, Iron Man is a representation of kind of like this more uh, liberal, crazier view. And then Captain America is more this conservative mentality defending no matter what it takes to do what's right, right? So you see this, right? Uh, the the liberal versus conservative the conservative mentality, the chaos versus the order. You see this, this battle between the two of them. Now, what does this German man do? He says, I can't attack you guys. I can't bomb you guys. Because if I do, if I attack you guys, and if I bomb you guys, what's going to end up happening is you guys are going to get stronger. You guys will find a way to unify even more. Now, what do I need to do? I need to make you guys hate each other. Because if I can make you guys hate each other, then you guys will destroy yourselves from within. Now, what do you think is happening right now with Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, ABC? It is creating such a massive division in our country. And guess what? Even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in Satan, even if you don't believe in none of these things, guess what's happening? This evil entity or this evil thing or this evil ideology or this evil thought is consuming the country. To sit here and to think that you can honestly say to yourself, you know, honestly, honestly, that you don't look over at another political view or another ideology and say, you're dumb, you're stupid, you don't know what you're talking about. This is how we see our country. And this is creating massive division for us to look around and to say to ourselves, yes, yes, like, forget these liberals, forget this. I mean, you have Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino was doing such a good job. And then you had people like Candace Owens, you know, that were doing decent jobs. But now it's getting to the point where they're becoming so, they have so much hatred, you know. Oh, California, they're terrible. Florida is the best. Or Texas, this. And then you have New York, terrible. And New Jersey is terrible. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think some of these places are good. And I think Texas does have some better places, some more better, more liberal, true liberal views, right? And so does Florida. But do I think that they should have this massive division and say, let's separate ourselves? What do you think every country wants? We're the United States of America. Now, some of you are, some of you young people are real big fools because you think to yourself, oh, we're the worst country in the world and we're so terrible and look at there are fascist mentality. You don't know what fascism is. Trust me. Go to Italy. Go to these different countries. I've been to a lot of these different countries. And you're going to see true fascism. You're going to see what exactly it is. Go to Germany and listen to how they talk about the Nazis. Because they teach their children about what it was to be, what their country did. And the dangers and the terrible things that they did. You know, what the Germans did. You can't walk around with a swastika in Germany. So go to these countries and find out what true fascism is. Go to, go to these countries and see what communism did to their countries, what this Marxist mentality, because that's what Hitler was. Hitler was a complete Marxist, right? So if you look around and you think this socialist mentality is so great, well, then you sided with Hitler. You sided with Karl Marx and this communistic mentality because this is what Karl Marx was, right? 
if you're a Marxist, right, you're, you followed Karl Marx. And Karl Marx was a communist. And the Marxist mentality is the one that has this socialistic mentality. So if you're a socialist and you believe in socialism, then it comes from Marxism. And Marxist is the one that believes in Karl Marx's philosophy, which was communism. This is very interesting. Like you, you, you got to stop to think about this. Our country isn't as bad as what you think it is. There's a lot more freedom here. What's happening is, is that all these people that enter into politics that have no idea what's happening, they're not some real human. They don't know absolutely anything. I mean, look at our, our, our president. I mean, we, we have a president who's crazy. I mean, this is how you know that we didn't actually vote for this man because this man couldn't do a job frying french fries at mcdonald's do you understand me biden wouldn't be hired for anything Biden, biden you couldn't hire biden to sit down and watch a mailbox like to just to secure a mailbox just be like hey, listen i'm gonna pay you 30 dollars an hour the only thing you got to do is for the next four hours is watch this mailbox and make sure nobody touches it and if somebody does all you got to do is just scream and shout you couldn't trust him for four hours there's no job that biden could have that would be a job that you would hire him for in the world. Nothing, nothing. You can't name one thing. I can't I can't give you making ice cream. I mean, scooping up ice cream. You, you couldn't name one thing. That's how you know that we did not vote for this man to be our president. So anyways, we're entering into these massive political divisions, right? And guess who wants this? Guess who wants all this division? every other country in the world because they want to see us torn apart you guys there's bigger elites that exist in this world there's people who are running all these things if you think fox news is big if you think cnn msnbc do you abc you think any of these people are big you think apple is big if you think samsung is big if you think i don't know these people are so small we're talking about if you understand the difference between 1 million seconds, right? That's 12 days. 1 billion seconds is 32 years. Now, what exactly do you think is 1 trillion compared to 1 billion? I mean, try to just stop for two seconds and think about this. 1 trillion seconds is 32 years. 32,000 years. I'm sorry, I take that back. So remember... 1 trillion seconds is 32,000. To be exact, it's 31,688 years. 1 billion seconds is 32. Now, who do you think owns the banks? The banks are being run by, you know, I don't mean this in the bad way like Kanye means it, but Kanye was right. The banks are owned by the Jewish people, the Rothschilds, the, the J.P. Morgans, right? All these massive banks are all being run by Jewish people, which is smart how they kind of got there, if you understand a little bit of how their community and, and the Jewish community works, right? They go around, and they do work, and when they do work, guess what they do? Like, if they make money off of you, and you're an atheist, and you're not a person who's part of the Jewish culture, they made money off of you. They're not going to go and give that money back to your business. They're going to go and find a Jewish brother in their community that has the same work as you and creates the same type of things as you. And they're going to go give the money to him. 
So the money never really leaves the Jewish community. I mean, yes, in some ways, in small ways, it'll leave, but they always try to keep it with inside of within the Jewish communities because it makes the Jewish communities more and more and more rich. So all the money enters their community. None of the money ever really leaves their community. Now, imagine if the Jewish community has been doing this since, you know, predating Jesus Christ. How much money has entered their community and never left their community? So you, now you think about the banks, the Rothschilds, the J.P. Morgans, all these things that are happening. Guess who owns everything? The Jewish people. I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm not saying Jewish people are bad. Jewish people aren't bad. Jewish people are just doing what they do, what they've always done, right? What I'm telling you is, is that these elites of the world, you have, I believe, two different forces that are trying to battle out each other. And it's like a stock market. If you know a stock market, most of you saw GameStop and all these different other ones, right? These other, when a stock market falls, when a stock market collapses, usually what it is, is that there's two hedge funds that are battling each other out in this, in this stock. And then whoever wins, one of them ends up losing all their money and the other one ends up gaining massive amounts of money. It's two hedge funds battling out each other to see who's going to win or die. And guess who are the ones who lose? The pawns all the way at the bottom, which is the normal people like you and me who are putting little money into these stocks that don't know absolutely nothing that's happening. And they're putting their Fibonacci right in their scales to say, oh, look at this and I think it's going to do this. No, it's these whales that have, you know, 80% of what's being owned in that stock. I don't know, right? So you see all this. You see how how these two big divisions in the world, right? Because right now you have all the elites of the world that are really trying to take down all the banks. You have Davos, right? You have, uh, you know, all your Bill Gates, your Klaus Schwab, all these massive political leaders, the senators, these uh, congressmen. You have uh, rich, you know, massive moguls that are going in there and they're doing, they're all getting together and they want to, they, they speak about this openly on the World Economic Forum if you look it up on YouTube. Everybody's sitting on the World Economic Forum on YouTube. You could just YouTube World Economic Forum, The Great Reset. And they're going to talk about it. They openly talk about how they want to create one new world order. And this new world order is for what? For one new world entrepreneurship, one new world health, and one new world economy to create this new world order, NWO, right? And what it is, it's all these elites that are doing this. And they want to kind of push out everybody and they want to create one stabilized uh, centralized banking system. And who do they kick out? They kick out all of the Rothschilds, all the J.P. Morgans, right? So this is interesting because this who these two massive uh, groups or 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 elites are battling each other, and the ones who are getting screwed over is us. And this is what's happening. You see this happening right now that we have all this massive political division. If you're going to side with something, you're just siding with the most evil one that exists or the most evil way of thinking. What you need to do is just let the other person be and just love. Honestly, it sounds crazy, but this is what this is what Jesus Christ talks about in the Bible. He says, love one another as I have loved you to the point of death, and then they shall know that you are my disciple. And then he speaks about unity, about being one, about 
about the God living in Jesus and Jesus living in us so that so that everyone may know that God exists. But see, this is not known anymore. This is not seen. People take this and then they just throw it out completely outside of the window and then they say, that's it. That's it. Like, I'm on my side. You guys, if you're siding with something completely and you say to yourself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I don't know what. Uh, this is my side. You're being a completely ignorant fool. There is no side here. You choose a side, you're just siding with with the devil, with evil, with lies. I don't know if you're an atheist, whatever way you want to look at it, I don't care. But we don't what we don't want in this country is division. This is what is wanting to create. This is what what's what's happening, right? And and if you watch a lot of these artificial intelligence and these software engineers and they speak about a lot of these things, you know. Um, I think there was a documentary called Cambridge Analytica. I think that's the name of it. And they speak about this, right? They speak about how they get, you know, uh, uh, countries to collapse and these political leaders to get put in place and to be voted. What they do is first they create a separation. After created separation, they create massive uh, uh, arguing between each other. And after they create the arguing between each other, then they create a person who can give the answer to the solution of the division that's happening. And you see this. This is what's happening right now in our country. Relax. Don't get caught up into this. Go out, play your sports. Go out and eat with someone else. Who cares what exactly they're going through. If they're going through a struggle. If something is happening in their life, whether you're religious or not, whether you are an atheist or not, whether you have an ideology, whether you have a political view, who cares? Sit down and just eat with them, sit with them, talk with them, love with love them, and help them through the struggles that they find themselves in. Trust me, the more and more that I have every single one of my children and every single one of my babies is born, I learn something new, something different. I learned that life isn't what I think it is. We are completely selfless people. Like, well, we desire to be completely selfless. We are selfish people. And until the day that you have a baby, you realize that this baby is truly making you a selfless human being. And for the first time ever, you look over and you say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes because I love you, child. I'm willing to do whatever. You are my own blood. That's the first day you realize what it's like to feel selflessness. And when you feel true selflessness in your heart, you get filled with so much love because love is an act. Love is not necessarily these feelings. Feeling, you know, if they're feelings, it's romanticism. But love, true love, true love is an act. And that's this act that Jesus Christ does, right? He gives himself to the point of death. He dies on the cross to show the world what true love is. To the point that I give you, I put my life in your hands, and what do you do? You murder me. I give you complete trust. So you see, love is an act. And for the first time ever, you when you see this child, the moment that he's born in your hands, and I'm about to have a baby in June, in late June, God willing, if he is born and everything turns out fine. But you think that this, this emotion leaves you, but it doesn't. It sticks with you for the rest of your life. And every time you have a baby, it comes back again and again and again and again. 
And I'm telling you, me and my wife together, not. She had babies with a separate man. No, she didn't. And I didn't have babies with a separate woman. No. Together, me and my wife have seven children and we have the eighth one on the way. With each child, I learn something new. And with each child, I still get the same emotions that arise in my heart. This act of complete selflessness. Well, I tell myself, kid, I will do whatever it takes for you. Maybe I won't be the greatest father. But at that moment, I feel it. If somebody were to point a gun at any one of my kids, I would jump in front of that gun. Muscle memory. As soon as the gun comes out, I'm already jumping. I wouldn't even think twice. My, my body would react before my brain could even react. And when you have all these emotions, all these, this love that runs through your, through your heart, through your blood, through your veins, through your spirit, through your mind, through your heart, through your strength, you say to yourself, that is true love. And when that love hits you, you've never felt a love like that. And that love makes you want to cry. And this is why you see so many people tear up when they have children. True love is the answer, you guys. When you're willing to give yourself and when you do that act for someone who's not your own blood and they see that they give their life and you see this 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 happening in movies constantly, right? You're able to win people over when you put your difference aside and you stick up for them. When you could die, you stick up for them. You know, you see this kind of in 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 you know in some movies like one of the good examples is like one of the John Wick movies that just came out that I just ended up watching you know you know the guy has the chance to kill the assassin who's about to kill him and what does he do he takes the gun and he kills the guy who's about to kill this assassin's dog I know that was a little bit confusing you might have to rewind that like four or five times to listen to it because I'm not going to explain it again so but yeah but you see this when you give yourself to someone completely and you risk your own life for them out of love, you're able to win the other over. A true act of love defies everything. A true act of love truly wins the hearts of others. And if they don't, well, other people see that sign and they want to live it in their own heart. You guys don't let these political these ideologies, these differences tear you apart. If you have a neighbor who thinks completely different from you, who acts different, who has a different skin color, who comes from a different culture, who acts completely different, stop looking and judging and thinking that you're better. I mean, it's so easy to do these things. I'm not saying that it's not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a perfect person. If you ever meet me, you're going to see, listen, I do say bad words and I do have my own ideas and I do have my own thoughts. And yeah, most of the times, but I do know that this is the right thing to do. And sometimes you have to force yourself and push yourself to a lot of these emotions because sometimes the stereotypes will hit and all these emotions will hit and you want to make all these judgments and you want to make all these calls and you, th you think you know the answer, but really we don't, you guys. We're all human beings just trying to figure out the truth. So don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Spread this podcast. Help out everybody. Whoever wants to listen to this podcast, share it to them. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you have any business inquiries, I always put all the information down at the bottom. It's interesting. Don't let money sway you in any way, you guys. Don't let money sway you in any single kind of way. When you are able to see that money does not make you happy, and me and my wife have been through this situation where money does not make us happy, money will never sway you. So 
I, I, I have had different offers that have come in, but nothing works out the way it is that we want. And honestly, I do this out of love, out of charity. I, me and my wife just want to be able to help people to understand and to have knowledge that can help them with their everyday life. So with that, God bless. And until next time, don't forget, subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. Subscribe to it because we don't always, I don't always put these podcasts out every single week. I try to get to as much as possible. I go through spurts where I hit every single week for one month and then I don't. Rate the podcast because it helps to be able to put into beat big tech algorithm and to, and uh, share the podcast because it helps many people. A lot of people who listen to these podcasts, we've heard good things. Um, people who have opened themselves up uh, to, you know, to seeing a different point of view, uh, people who are depressed, people who are uh, in their situations with boyfriend, girlfriends, and they wanted to get out of them, didn't have the courage, they didn't find meaning to getting out of them. So, and for all the people who listen into different countries, I mean, we have uh, Spain, Zambia. I, I had a cousin who just uh, entered into the seminary and he went out to Zambia. So I don't know if he's the one who's making all these people listen to the podcast out there, but you have South Africa, China, India. Uh, well, not, not China. I take that back. Actually, I don't have no listeners in China. China probably would never allow my podcast to be heard out there, but you have France, UK. UK has a massive listening I don't take none of this for granted. Honestly, I appreciate everybody who spreads this podcast. And because uh, really what you're doing is you're helping whoever's listening to the podcast. Honestly, if it helps you, then it's helping other people. So post it wherever it is that you uh, go on to your social media, wherever you go onto the internet. If you're seeing a friend, if you're doing whatever, if you just text, text it off to somebody, email it to somebody, do whatever it is that you do. So until then, God bless.